Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'm J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And we are coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. J. Will here, Barton Hahn hanging in with him. And Seth Greenberg joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. My guy, Notorious B-E-R-G. It's also brought to you by Goodyear. Celebrating March deal days with month-long service and saving. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for off for offers. Seth, how you doing? Any better? I couldn't stand it. My bracket's not in very good shape. <laughs> I don't think Bart's very excited to see me, but I think Jay misses Jay Will misses me. I'm I always I'm extremely miss you. excited. Come on, man. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. You mentioned your bracket, and and let's look at how there were there were nine Big Ten teams in that bracket, and we were. I was led yeah. to believe this is the Big Ten. This is their year for the Big Ten. Well, there's only one left standing now after the first weekend. Seth, what does that mean? Well, you probably shouldn't listen to anything I said all season long because I thought that the Big Ten was a little bit different this year. I thought yeah. the Big Ten was older, better scouted, more mature, uh, executed better, and they've absolutely gotten whooped. So let's go through the narrative. The narrative number one would be they beat up on each other. Narrative number two is they had the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis those teams have been there for two and a half weeks and they're just worn down. The reality is they underperformed and they had some bad matchups that, that they really just did not respond to. I always talk about the art of the upset. The art of the upset is impose your identity on a game. And in the upsets, those teams that lost, the other team imposed their identity on the game. Seth, we were having a spirited debate about Gonzaga at the beginning of the show where we were talking about this, you know, casual basketball fans will say, hey, if Gonzaga doesn't win it this year, this is their best chance to win it. But I was saying, we've been talking about this about Gonzaga for a long time. I went back to that team that they have with Nigel Williams-Goss and, you know, yeah. Schmidt Karnowski, the mountain masquerading as a man, as you used to always <laughs> call him. Like, this has been a consistent theme. Um, do you think, is this their best chance to win it, considering we have five double-digit seeds moving on in the Sweet 16? In relation to the competition, Jay, well, I think that's the key. Everyone talks about the best team. It's got to be this best team in relation to who you're going to be playing against. So when you look at this Gonzaga team, in relation to the field, it's probably their best chance. Now, will they have another chance? Knowing Mark Few, they're going to continue to get good players. But this team is unique. They're historically good offensively. Uh, they create matchup problems, matchup problems at the point, the size of Suggs, who quite honestly reminds me of Jason Kidd. Matchup points up front, Timmy with his footwork and his skill level. Matchup at the four spot with Kispert, who can stretch the defense and put it down and forces your four to guard him on the floor, especially in transition. Joel Yai, who absolutely is only triple-double in the history of Gonzaga basketball, and we don't even talk about the dude. So, yeah, I think in relation to the field, I think this is Gonzaga's best shot. They're, they're so good offensively. You get a shot up every 14 seconds, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The flow of their offense really puts a lot of pressure on your defense, not only to get back, but to get set. So, I, I would agree this is their best shot in this moment in time because of the field. So, are you taking Gonzaga or the field, Seth? Which one? Taking the field. I always <laughs> take the field. You can't just build up Gonzaga the whole time and tell me all these things I need to know about them and then take the field. Come on. Jay Will, you know what I've done with my bracket? I've done this with my bracket. A lot of ripping. It's a lot of ripping. <laughs> we have all we have definitely all all uh, done that. Hey, wait, say Seth, wait, how surprised were you? I think the most surprising loss for me yesterday was just watching how flat Kansas came out and watching them get dominated by USC. Are we underestimating how good this USC team is? 
Exactly. That's a great question. Yeah, 100%. Uh, USC is just better than Kansas. Kansas, obviously, with David McCormick coming off that pause, uh, Jalen Wilson coming off that pause. But USC, they got 14 feet of Mobley. Those dudes are no joke. I mean, it, Isaiah and Evan, and you're talking about guys that protect the front of the rim, are interchangeable in terms of defensively, have versatility defensively, terrific post-to-post passers. I mean, they are so good, but it's the USC defense that really is special. Uh, they're connected, they're athletic, they're long, they're hard to get uh, into the lane and score at the rim, they're hard to score on the perimeter, uh, they've got very good depth defensively, and then offensively right now they're playing at a high level. But I think we're underestimating the Pac-12, obviously, in general. But this USC team is really a special defensive team with great length, and Evan and Isaiah Mobley have been absolutely terrific. I thought just their poise yesterday, you know, they're playing a Kansas team, a team with great tradition, but their poise yesterday and the manner in which they played was really impressive. I think USC is the real deal. Seth Greenberg joining us here on KJZ, Barton Hahn in with Jay Will. All right, Seth, we were talking about this. It started yesterday, actually, in our meeting, our pre-production meeting, and it turned into a segment that we talked about during the show, and we got some people to react to it, and I'd love to get your reaction to it. I'm the casual. I'm the NBA guy. I parachute in this time of year to see who the Knicks are going to get in the lottery, right? That's just become my, my annual right. So when I watch these games, I'm looking for guys who I think are going to be good pros and maybe great pros. What would you say that I feel this way? I know Jay also kind of also concurred. I don't see star talent in this year's tournament. I don't see a guy that's jumping off the page where I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is going to dominate the league for the next 10 years. What do you say to that? You know, the two guys to me, well, the, the three guys you're going to talk about in, in, in terms of the draft. You're going to talk about Jalen Suggs, who I think is going to be a Jason Kidd-type leader and player with great vision, great size, great strength. Maybe not as, as athletic, but if you look at Jay Kidd as a freshman in college and, and look at where Jalen Suggs is, you're going to say that's got to be in a conversation. You're going to look at Cade Cunningham, obviously six foot eight, positional size in terms of a big point guard, sees over the defense, comes up big in clutch time. Then you're going to look at Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley, a lot of people like to compare to Chris Bosch uh, in terms of size, skill set, athleticism, versatility. So I think those three guys are really unique. Uh, are they going to be top 50 players in the history of the game? I don't know, but I think they're all potentially winning players. I'm about winning players. Like, who can come in? Like, let's face it, the NBA is a league of role players, all right? So they're going to be some the, – the, the depth of this draft is legit. Then who can separate themselves? I think those three guys have the potential to separate themselves. And I, I say this all the time, and Jay, well, we've always used to talk about it is – you know, high school kids think it's a rite of passage that they're going to go to college and they're going to be elite players. Mm-hmm. You know what? Playing in college is hard. You were a very unique talent, Jay. Well, that's why the transition was easier for you. The guys go from college to the NBA. The NBA is the most exclusive club in the world. Of any sport, it's the most exclusive club. That jump is difficult. Some guys make it look easy. It's not that easy. Very few really do it you know, seamlessly. So those three guys, I think, have the best opportunity to make that transition seamlessly and really have an impact because I think all three of them have a winning DNA to them. But, Seth, we were having this conversation before, and I'm curious how you would advise college basketball to handle this. You know, three, four years ago, you and I were in studio all the time. How much did we talk about Trey Young? We talked about him every day. And then moving forward, we talked about Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett every day. Then John Morant. You went down to Murray State, special on John Morant. Especially, are like, I don't, I don't 
feel that anymore in college basketball. How do we how do we get those type of players back in? So th- like those are mega blockbuster people that you watch, regardless of whatever program they yeah. play for. How do we get those type of players back into college basketball? Yeah, that's going to be interesting, Jay. Well, because obviously the NBA Academy is going to take some of those guys away from college basketball. And then I'll tell you the other thing is, you know, you're going to have free agency college basketball because basically the one-time transfer exception is going to become a reality. We're going to have 2,000 players in the transfer portal this year. 2,000 players. So, you know, the other thing is, who do you know who you – know, how do you know who to root for? How do you know who's going to be that guy? You're going to see three and four players, a team, move from, from campus to campus. Now, think about that. So, in terms of – we don't even know who to build up. Like, I had this conversation with someone yesterday here at ESPN. Is like, moving forward, how do we create uh, an ownership of college basketball when really a, a number of the players, we don't even know where they're going to be until next – you know, maybe September, because I mean, these guys that are in the portal, they're not just going to jump to the next school. They're going to try to figure out who is the, you know, the best opportunity for them. So who's leaving that school that's going to open up an opportunity for them to step in? You're going to see this spring recruiting period turn into a transfer recruiting period and not recruiting a bunch of high school kids, which we're going to see a lot of high school kids that are, are going to lose opportunities. If you don't sign early, your opportunity to be recruited late, unless you are really a special talent, is going to be limited because the transfer portal is going to take over the spring recruiting period. Mm, great stuff, Seth. Wow. We appreciate you as always. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Seth. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, big man. All right. The college basketball season has reached tournament time, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has announced the final ballot. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees. Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs, we just talked about. Michigan's Hunter Dickinson are still left in the tournament. The John R. Wooden Award, presented by Wendy's. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart Scott, Alan Hahn, with J. Will. And you know what just came out a few minutes ago? Fresh off the press. This Hot is, off the this, press. This is what we always look, look for. Mel Kuyper. Yeah. The latest yeah. mock draft. Never had, ne- never had me on that list. The late- thanks, Mel. Appreciate but you it. made it. Yeah, you yeah. made it. You used no, it as no, motivation. He, no thanks to Mel. Uh, would, now, we... Full disclosure, we've had Mel on our show, <laughs> and how much has he gushed about you and your talent? Yeah, no Scott Report. That's because he's a Ravens fan. <laughs> <laughs> Later he found out. I wish I knew about him, but at least the Ravens knew about you. I was That's Bobby Boucher, baby, the water boy. <laughs> but in this mock, this time around, some really interesting uh, movement, or maybe lack thereof movement. So, let's see. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Take a Sharpie. Write it down. That's the one that will never change. Number two is when the draft begins. And number two is where the New York Jets are. And in his previous draft, mock, mock draft, Bart, he had the Jets trading the number two pick. Yeah. He doesn't have them trading it this time. He has them taking Zach Wilson. What you talking about, Willis? Mormon Mahomes. And by the way, his number is coming down. I mean, before he used to be like, hey, 75, 25, that he doesn't think they're going to do anything. You know, Sam Darnold's going to be the guy. He, he now said, I'm down to 50-50 here. On the Jets keeping quarterback Sam Darnold, well, 50-50. Well, if he's if he's saying that, then that means it's that coming from somewhere. Tra- but that means, that also means they're he's trading Sam. Things. That means they're trading Sam then, because you have to trade Sam before the draft or the day, a couple of days or, before or, the draft, or on the draft. Or draft night. Yeah, yeah. You make the pick, then you dra- then you trade. You could do that too, right? Mm, right? I mean, there's 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 a lot of ways this thing can go, but that's the one that really you know that really jumps out, and we're only at number two, right? Like that that's where it stops. The Panthers then trade up to three. 
to get Justin Fields. There go the quarterbacks again. Then the Falcons take Trey Lance at four. One, two, three, four. That's the smartest pick. That's the smartest pick. I would like that for Trey Lance. I think actually him there with Arthur Smith, with everything happening. Sitting behind Matt Matt Ryan exactly for a year. I like Julio, that. Julio, learn behind those weapons. And then Kyle Pitts, who he loves, and, and we – Cincinnati. Right? I mean, what a that's great pickup for Cincinnati. That's a shocker. That's what? a shocker because I think, you know, you, you, when you I have thought. a quarterback that's coming off almost getting, you know, assaulted game after game <laughs> to the point where, you know, he, he tore his ACL because he's running for his life. Yeah. You know, you, you're thinking about a guy that you compared to Anthony Munoz and, and Sewell – I don't understand how Anthony Anthony, Anthony Munoz played for the Bengals. They should want to kind of, kind of, you know, go back in the hot tub time machine and bring back some protection for their franchise quarterback. I wish we can go back in the hot tub time machine. (laughs) Many times. I mean, does the talent of Kyle Pitts or maybe like a Jamar Chase is is it is it that overwhelming that it makes you say, hey, we're not sure we can get a talent like that. Sewell, well, your Sewell, quarterback loves a good Sewell. tight end, man. But Sewell, Obviously, if you're doing that, there's a plan but Sewell, right, for how you're going to address your yeah, own but, line. But Sewell is the can't-miss prospect, the safest pick in the draft. I believe that he's a slam dunk for, for everybody that's you know, scouting the draft. He's the safest pick, 15 years, lock him in, pure dominance, Anthony Munoz, potentially a Hall of Fame tackle. Wow, well, Mel has him going nine to – to Minnesota. Yeah, so Cincinnati, he always had Cincinnati taking Sewell. Now he's dropping him to nine, which, again, that also, when we get to talk to him in about a half hour, we'll have him on. That's one of the questions we definitely want to talk to him about. Five quarterbacks still go in the top 15. Mac Jones has him, again, Patriots. <laughs> man, you, man, well, you stop me every stop, time. Stop me. What is funny about that? Stop me. Other, don't give me Broadway Joe because that was a whole different decade ago, oh, a century ago. But stop me this when there's gonna, ever been a, a, a quarterback from Alabama mm-hmm. or Ohio State that transitioned into the NFL and was good. Name me one. Well, Name so, me well, one. Eventually somebody's got to be that Eventually somebody's going to be that person. You're saying that these two schools are forever cursed that they will never have a good quarterback come out of them in the pros. Man, I just think they're so well-run programs that it's more about the system in, in, in the university that they, they go to that makes them look better than what they really are. So you, don't, Jake, you, you don't think Justin Fields is a good quarterback? No, I think he'll be Jalen Hurts. Who went to Alabama? Who's just who? Who's got to contend with Nick Foles to keep his job? Well, not yet. He's not contending with Nick Foles. I have a legit question: Does Joe Burrow count as an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL? No, no, that's a legit question. He rinsed that. that Does Jalen Hurts count as an Alabama quarterback in the NFL? (laughs) Yes, he does. I mean, he unlocked it. Oklahoma. That is a a fair point. What's my rules? So yeah, this is your game. My rules. We're playing Bart's game. I never let the facts in the way of good argument. You know that. Can we play my game though and continue with this mock? Because this is it gets real interesting. So again, I told you about projected. There's a couple of trades in the top 14. So the first one I told you about, the Jets don't trade it to. They take Zach Wilson. So Miami does trade uh, that three pick. Carolina jumps up, takes Justin Fields. So the quarterbacks go in the first four picks. Kyle Pitts at five, Cincinnati. That's a change. Philadelphia then takes a wide receiver, Jamar Chase, LSU. Then another wide receiver goes at seven to Detroit Lyon, your favorite team. Yeah, man. Okay. Detroit Lyon. Yeah, I like Detroit Lyon. Call him the bird, man. Devontae you, Smith. 70? Goes yeah. six one uh, yeah, buck seventy seven. Come the bird man. A buck seventy seven. <laughs> bird man. Then we have two trades. So what you have is now that that's swap with Carolina and Miami. So Carolina and Miami then drops to eight. Jalen Waddle. So now we're going three wide receivers in a row. Yep. Another Alabama wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, at nine Minnesota from Denver, and Yo. there's where Sewell goes. 
But what, why'd you make the gas face? One defensive player in the top ten. That's Dis- what I said to you. That's what I said to you before. It's all about offense now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's when Dallas takes Patrick Sertain at the corner from Alabama, who you've been saying that all along, that that's going to make their defense better, yeah. and they need to. And then you have the New York Giants, They've another defensive They've player. They've been busy. They have been. Yeah, that defense was horrible last year. Yeah. What do you, what do you know about pay? Pay? Where's mm. pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, on Friday, no, 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 I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. Well, you know they they <laughs> got they got they got uh, peppers there, right? Right. So they got peppers. He's he's supposed to be one of the best pass rushers. Didn't have a lot of productivity in college, but he is a big guy, right? And you you, you have to have somebody opposite of Leonard Williams if you're going to be running a four three, and you, you know you have to get somebody on the outside because Leonard Williams is going to garner a lot of attention this year because people are going to be making uh, uh, using him to make a name off them off them. You know. They're going to be looking to make a name off of Leonard Williams because now he's got paid the big money. So now if you want to eat, you're going to try and dominate him. So he's going to get a lot of attention. You need somebody opposite, you know, that, you know, once he becomes cheap, he can be the uh, heir apparent. All right. And if, all right. So the 49ers take a cornerback from Virginia Tech, yep. Caleb Farley. Chargers, I like this. Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the offensive lineman. Yep. And then in, trade again to Denver. Now this that, that swap with, with Minnesota. Michael Parsons from Michael Parsons. Yep. Yeah, surprise. And then you have at 15, Mac Jones to the Patriots. See, that's surprising, right? Well, that, you know, John Elway hasn't done a great job of being able to find or draft a quarterback. You look at what Paxton Lynch, you think about what he did, Osweiler, you know, letting him go. He really hasn't done a good job of trying to replace Peyton Manning. I'm surprised that we don't see Denver moving up for a quarterback because they need a quarterback in a, in a worse way, and they have the weapons around to be a dominant offense. Right, Vic Bangio, I know he, he loves his defense, but you got to start putting points on the board. I'm surprised I don't see them move up, and, and for them to let Mac Jones go means they probably have a different evaluation on him than the Patriots do. Well, it's just the Patriots just feel like that their system fits. It's like the fact that everybody's marrying these two together. I mean, obviously that's yeah. coming from an inside source. I know you don't like it, yeah. Uh, but that system, like, I mean, that's same scenario, well, Nick, right? Nick Saban, right? They homeboys, so I'm yeah, sure they, they talk system, a lot. System quarterback fit into another system with the Patriots style. Yeah, just telling you, man. I mean, I, I love them to death, man. But you know, the Alabama quarterbacks I play with, no bueno. Mm. Well, we mentioned, let's see, four Alabama players in the top 15. Yeah. All right, the two wide receivers. The first off the board, that would be Devontae Smith. Today's Alabama's pro day. So the Heisman winner won't work out. Here's him yesterday talking about why he won't. I feel like it's not going to be no different in college. I mean, I played against some of the best in college. I mean, I played in the SEC. I feel like it's the toughest conference it is. So, I mean, like, I know a lot of – People that's bigger than me, they have more problems than me, so I'm not worried about it at all. Why'd you exhale like that? Come on, man. I hate I hate you because NFL pros clip stuff like that, right? So, like, him saying it ain't going to be no different. Like, you're going to have that welcome to the NFL moment. And you can say you walk around with the bird, man. It's cool. Like, yeah, maybe getting off, but them hits a little different. You know, these are grown men trying to feed their family. And, and the fact that you want to put some bulletin board material – you know, you know, I'm sure that's going to be on the email blast to all the top corners in the league. Like, okay, this kid think he's going to come in and dominate. All right, let's, ch- let's check him out. I mean, like Chris Buck 77. I mean, that's yeah. really light. I mean, Man, be fast, that's so can't really catch you. light. I, I, well, I, I, I hear you. I mean, Marquise Hollywood Brown was somewhat that light. He's probably one of the lightest players. And that he struggled. Dropped. Yeah, he struggled. Right? He struggled. So. Speed is one thing, but eventually you're on a collision course with somebody. And listen, it ain't like it used to be because to do like that, we would just say hold him up real quick. Don't let him fall. 
night-night him a couple times and, and get him up out of there. What does hold him up real quick mean? Don't let him fall. So, like, what happens is, like, like if you really hate a player, right, it's just like, it was like, like Muhammad Ali when he was going against Floyd Patterson. Like, he, he, he didn't want to knock him out. He wanted to be able to continue to punish him. Mm. So, like, you don't hit him with the, night, with the night-night hit. So, you say, hold him up, bro. Like, yo, you know, you're the corner, right? So, corner, <laughs> corner and receiver over there. So, the corner holds him up. You let the big dogs come, come do the finishing shot. So, you don't just take him straight to the ground. You kind of wrap him up. And then now the linebackers are coming in pursuit. Yeah, you better duck. Look at Jay's. But you can't duck because I'm, I know, I'm like grimacing over Jay. here like, yeah, damn, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like, set people yeah, yeah. up like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to sleep, Craig. Like our good friend Chris Candy, Super Bowl champion, used to say, there's real killers out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got, guys, you, got guys, you got guys that need football. If not, they'll be in prison. You know what I'm saying? They got to get that violence up out of them. Wow, oh, man. Just by the way, uh, Matt Miller on Devontae Smith on, on his weight. That's pretty light, but Hollywood Brown was drafted in the first round at 166. So there's a precedent for it. Deshaun Jackson had a pretty good NFL career, 169 pounds. Yeah, he's just going straight. Deshaun Jackson averaged 16 yards a, a, a pass attempt. The, the difference, Smith's 6'1", whereas the other, one, the other two are, are 5'10". Yeah, so got more to hit. Got the, mm. Your sternum is longer. Thank you. <laughs> Talking like a true <laughs> linebacker. The Giants made another move yesterday signing a Dory Jackson. Is it really laughable to think they're a division title contender? No one's laughing at that, are they? We'll find out after Jay has this from DraftKings. This weekend's UFC 260 is a sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at a huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every single day. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. That's right, hockey. I said it. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KJZ to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code KJZ to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's been breaking move after breaking move for the New York Giants. Breaking moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, no, someone's popping, though. Is it Nas' birthday? That's a good beat, though. Uh, major look. <laughs> my page in my rhyme book. join us on the Goodyear hotline. Bart Scott, mm. Allen Hahn in mm. with J. Will. I'll tell you, that new, that, that, that new joint that he put out sounded like something they found in, like, 90, 92. Yeah, he won a Grammy, he was, didn't he? Yeah. For that, yeah. Yes, he did. But didn't it, like, am I wrong to say that it's the voice, the, every, it all sounds Everything like Everything it sounded Arcot. like back, yes. Yeah, man. Even his hair is still looking good, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude's still putting a partner's head. I put a partner in my I grow back. It's going no, after I Buster can't. Rhymes. I, I, like, I don't right, got the party anymore. Buster had to lose all that weight for you to leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, man. Buster, Buster had to, He was carrying a whole other body. He had. A, he carried a baby. You got to get that bevel. Yeah. Get that bevel? You don't got the bevel blade? No, I thought bevel I'll, was a, a vacuum cleaner. I'm going to put you on the bevel, man. Oh, I'm going to send you one. Put me up. I'm, I'm gonna send put me you up one. on game. I'm going to put you on one. Well, I told you you got associates, man. I, you said Bissell. I say bevel, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> Hi. Keep telling y'all when you got an associate's degree, man. Go this, ahead, Alan. This, this and more you can hear every day at noon Eastern on Barton <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so as we mentioned, the Giants continue this, the spending spree. Uh, Dory Jackson now on the defensive side, the corner. Bart, you mentioned that before. Yeah. The Giants have had a sneaky good so far. The draft's still coming. Last couple of days. Yeah, last couple of days. And spending money, but spending it wisely as they're trying to put some – Weapons also, that's a defensive player, but but now you know Kyle Rudolph, a veteran tight end, you add to Evan Ingram to that offense. You get Saquon Barkley back healthy, you hope. John you Ross have, too, man. You have um, Daniel Jones back again, healthy, hopefully. Slayton has become a really nice wide receiver, Sterling Shepard. And then, of course, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Another one of your Detroit Lyon. Yeah, man. And, and now he's in New York. And so you look at what they're doing and you say, and we just said, okay, now all eyes are on you, Danny Dimes. It's time for you to step up. Um, and show out. But the thought is, is as I mentioned yesterday, with that NFC East, which was so bad last year, yeah. and, and obviously Dallas adding Dak Prescott or keeping Dak Prescott healthy, uh, Washington trying to advance the cause as well as they won, and then who knows what's going on in Philly. So it was the idea that crazy that they could be a contender, the Giants, I mean, being they, could be a contender for the NFC East. It's something that Max Kellerman did say. He felt like Max said, you know what? I think the Giants are the team that can win the NFC East. This was on First Take yesterday, and Stephen A's response, well, was funny. The answer right now is the New York football Giants. <laughs> the favorites of the East. Right. Right. Repeat right. that again. Huh? The New what? York football Giants. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you laughing, Stephen A? <laughs> right. Seriously? Seriously, you say that on public television? Stephen A. This is a Stephen A. Be professional. Okay, okay, okay. It's, how do you say it? It's fluid. It's fluid. It's fluid. This is why uh, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Because I've also heard Stephen A. countlessly 
always count out the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, they can't get out of their own way, right? Okay, so let, let's just let's count them out again for the sake of moving forward. That's yeah. one out. The Washington football team, okay? Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, he's going to do it? Yeah. I mean, okay, but no, that's their still defense, – Their defense, their defense I is really good. That's the fine. Offense, I'm with you. Know. Yeah. Okay, but so question. The Eagles – what do you guys think? They are they, they are that team now. So why why swamp. why is the fact that somebody would say the Giants can win the NFC NFC East? Why yeah. is that laughable? Yeah, I don't think it's laughable. I think that's I think it's legit. Is it laughable, I, Bart? I, I got three words for Stephen A. Uh oh, why so serious? <laughs> now, when you look at this, right? He's laughing. He's like the Joker. I tell you what, I think the Giants the last three days, and maybe this is before the Dory Smith I means the Dory Jackson signing. Right, because now you get somebody opposite Bradbury that now you can say, hey, this guy is a, is a very good compliment. So if you need to lean Jabril Peppers or if you want to you know, lock some guys down on the outside and bring Peppers into the box and utilize him, remember, he played linebacker mm-hmm. in, in, at Michigan. So now he's a guy that you can use like Jamal Adams, that he can be that extra rush guy. And now if they, if they utilize, if we're looking at Mel Kuyper's draft, you look at what they've done, if they go out and get a guy like Kitty Payne, now you have a guy opposite of Leonard Williams, right, who had you know, a career year, and Blake Martinez is just a tackling machine, a guy that can scrape and run and scrape on both sides of the ball, so at every level, they got impact players. Bradbury was one of the best defensive uh, corners in the game last year, probably outside of Xavier Howard and maybe Jalen Ramsey. You know, um, so you look, you look, you look at that. And from that standpoint, they're solid on the defensive side of the ball. They figured out how they wanted to play on that side, and I love what they've done on the offensive side of the ball. Now, this all comes down to Danny Dimes. Can they find a good backup guy who's going to get cut? Maybe like a guy like Fluker that can come in and play guard to replace Zeitler. That can just be a road yeah, bump. Remember, you get Solder back, as right? Well. Solder back, right? Last right. Year. So, so now it's all about can you get somebody to replace Zeitler in the middle, right? Because he was a cap casualty, and now you get somebody like Fluker, a veteran guy that knows how to handle. Itself. Now, listen, Saquon Barkley, you can run the ball. You have uh, the opportunity now to allow Evan Ingram to be a wide out, which is pretty much what he is. You talk about Pitts coming in and going to shake up the league. Well, Ingram can be that same type of talent because he's a guy that you can put out that really doesn't want to block. So that's why you have a guy like Rudolph. He also doesn't want to catch, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, he well, can catch at times. But, but, oh, but, 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 but the thing is, especially when there's somebody hunting him. Yeah, but the thing is, now you don't have to count on him to be your primary playmaker because now you have other playmakers on the outside. You got Galladay, right? You got Shepard, who was like a poor man's Juju Smith-Schuster to me, a guy that can work the middle of the field, a guy that's tougher than you see. Mm-hmm. And then, listen, don't sleep on John Ross, right? Like, he's always hurt, right? Like, most fast guys are. I always say they like Lamborghinis and Ferraris. The check engine light is always on. <laughs> but when he's there, he's a guy that can stretch the football field. And Darius Slayton is another guy. So mm-hmm. now they have two of those guys. So when one's in the shop, you still got another one to come out. So now you look at how this how this team is built, the complementary pieces, I think all works for Danny Dimes for them to have explosive offense and a stingy defense on both sides. So, listen, I know I was laughing before some of these moves were made, and I was saying, hey, how can you play, pay Leonard Williams $21 million, slightly underneath what you're paying Aaron Donald? He's not on the same level. But now when you think about the complementary pieces and how they work together, the whole is greater than some of his parts, if that makes any sense. So are you saying then that they could I'm saying I'm with Max. Division? I'm saying I'm with Max. Mm. And listen, man, listen, Stephen A., I'm with you when you're right. But I ain't with you this time, bro. Why so serious?
Why so serious? I mean, you, you, that division could be up for grabs. What do we know? What it is Dak, up for grabs. What, do we know what Dak Prescott is going to be? Right, that offense was prolific before the injury, so it's going to be close. That it's defense be tight. has to get better, as we Listen, know. The, but the, that's that's you know again, can you keep up? All you have to do is keep up the scoring pace of Dallas if their defense yeah. isn't any good. This but is, we also have to see what Dak is going to be off injury, off that listen, injury. I got to take. I think that the Cowboys and the Giants and the Reds, I'm sorry, and the Washington football team will be like they will go outside of their conference and they will shock some people. And I think they, they're going to be a team, when you look at the division, that is going to be a bunch of 9-7, and 10-6 ten and, ten and, ten and records in there. Something. I'm telling you, they, listen, the way they loaded up, it's telling me that they're going to be a, a very competitive division and they're going to shock a lot of people because now the talent on those teams are much improved. From the least, maybe to beasts. Listen, I'm, listen I'm, I'm Buck Nasty. Going to games now That's too? what Bart had to I'm, say. I'm Buck Nasty. I'm one of the biggest haters out there, but I can't hate on Gettleman, you know what I'm saying? When he's doing the things that he's supposed to do. Mm. Keyshawn, Jay Got Will a new Zubin. computer, and I know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into the Straight Talk. Offering the Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199 and $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plans. No contract on America's best networks. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s latest mock is out. So why is Wilson over Pitts going to get the Jets out of the AFC East Pitts? That's after Jay has this from Indeed. As a business owner, time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed has instant match. Post a sponsored job and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who best fit your job description. Want to go beyond the resume? Choose from over 135 skills tests to challenge applicants on hard skills like computer proficiency or soft skills like customer service. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. This year, it's like nuts. Trevor Lawrence and then everybody else. Mac Jones is really the one that's most interesting to me right now. The Jets and Zach Wilson is a marriage that I think makes all sorts of sense beginning in 2021. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. KJZ, Barton Hahn, Jay Will. That bounce, that's when they made that bounce music. Dude, you know dude. what I'm saying? Don't forget about Y'all Dre. Y'all know me. Don't forget about Dre. Uh, yeah. Bart, you, did you love hearing those chimes? What chimes? I never heard those. Never heard those chimes. No, I hate those damn chimes. I hate Matten too. I never bought Matten in my life. They didn't put Matten me on Matten until like my fourth year in the league. I was like, damn, y'all know something? Like, y'all talking, am I, am, I, am I on the bubble? Am I, am I on the damn bubble? You were LB I was just, just LB57. <laughs> my nephew's getting in fights every damn day. My nephew's getting in fights every day. My uncle playing in the league. Where he at? I don't see him on Madden. Shut up. <laughs> Mel Kuyper joins us right now, the Goodyear Hotline. And Mel Bart uh, does doesn't uh, ever let me forget that anytime we do talk to you, it's always like, yeah, Mel Kuyper never had me on his mock draft. <laughs> hey, what can I say? You're always going to have the outliers. You're always going to have the surprises. And that's what makes this whole process uh, what it is, because you can look at college tape all you want, translating to the NFL is a different ball game. And we're talking about guys like falling when they talk about the middle of the first round, late first round. They're not falling. It's just uh, sometimes it's a matchup. Sometimes it's what team may be picking there. What are the needs? So there's a lot of factors that go into where these kids end up. And that's why Tom Brady was a late sixth round pick, because uh, you think you know, but sometimes you really don't know. You know, and that, that idea is why I want to ask you right out of the gate about where the draft begins at number two, as we know. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. all along, you've had the Jets trading at that point, that they were going to stick with Sam or do something else, but use that pick to get more assets. This time around, you have Zach Wilson going to the Jets instead. What, is, what has caused this change of heart? It's a 50-50 thing, and you project a trade. Well, if you do that, is it a certainty? And that's when I kept thinking about it and talking to people. If it's not a sure thing, why am I doing it? So I think Kyle Pitts would look great in a Jets uniform. I would personally trade out of two. I would go with Sam Darnold. That's me. Uh, I think they still have not necessarily made that call. Who knows? Maybe Joe Douglas has in his own mind already decided that. Uh, but people around the league say it's a 50-50 deal. I mean, you move forward with Sam, you get a guy at two, okay, let's say Kyle Pitts. Say you just take Kyle Pitts at two, or you trade off at two and you get Kyle Pitts, or a big-time receiver like Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith to help out Sam Darnold. You go with Zach Wilson, you lose Pitts, Smith, Chase, Waddle, all those guys. So, And then you're getting Zach Wilson, who's an unknown. At least you know something about Sam. So, again, I think this is a tough call. I stuck with it because I didn't want to project the trade, knowing this is basically a 50-50 situation. Well, another thing that's surprising to me is that uh, I believe that Sewell is the safest pick in this draft. I think you put him in and he plays 15 years and he dominates. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at five that, that, that Sewell wasn't their pick, you know, knowing that Joe Burrow you know, was, was sacked and, and, and was running for his life, scared straight, so to speak, behind the line of scrimmage. You know, can you see the Jets maybe dropping down or Sewell you know, falling outside of the top five? Or is he the, is he the best player? and the safest pick in this draft? You know, part's a great question. I think the opt-out complicated it. Remember, he had the one year where he was healthy the, all, the whole entire season. He wasn't the one year. So he got one year for a full season of tape. And then you look at where the Bengals are. They have Jonah Williams, who was an early 
draft choice coming out of Alabama, left tackle. They, they feel pretty confident that he can be a left tackle. They bring in Riley Reef, the veteran, who can be their right tackle. Then you think about no A.J. Green. Here's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith on the board over a guy who opted out. You think about what Devontae Smith did this year. was spectacular. Kyle Pitts was unbelievable. And I think Kyle Pitts is that unique talent, guys, that the Bengals can use to really upgrade that offense and the weapon, give them a tremendous weapon for Joe Burrow, knowing now with Reef at right tackle and Jonah Williams at left tackle, they're going to be, they think, a lot better. Yes, Jonah gets more experience as Reef steps in at that right tackle spot. And the first round isn't the only pick you're making in this draft. There's the offensive line, particularly tackle, is pretty deep. The interior of the line is pretty good as well. So I think they can find a lineman or two after round one that can help that Bengal offensive line. Big Mel, you got the Panthers trading up to get Justin mm-hmm. Fields. How close do you see Justin Fields and Trey Lance? Are they, they that far off from each other? Jay, I have Justin Fields as the second highest rated quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. That's me. Now, when you have people in the league, it's Zach Wilson. And I get that. Zach had a great year against an inferior schedule. But I think when you look at, at where we are in terms of Trey Lance and Justin Fields, to answer your question, I, I look at competition. I look at 2019 when Justin Fields was spectacular. I'm not going to hold two subpar games in a COVID year with all the interruptions and uncertainty against Justin Fields. Trey Lance only had one game this year as well against a one double A opponent, Central Arkansas. He was 15 to 30 with an interception. So if we're going to critique Justin Fields against Northwestern and Indiana. What about Trey Lance, uh, you know, against North Dakota State against Central Arkansas on October 3rd? And what about five games in 2019 where he was at 56-5 or less against one AA competition? And he only had 17 starts, so he's only 20 years of age. So for me, if I'm looking at those two as pretty close, just Ohio State, North Dakota State, and more starts for Fields than Lance would tip the scales to Justin Fields over Lance. But I understand it's a tough call. Trey Lance is an enormous talent. I get that. But also, so is Justin Fields. Both great dual-threat quarterbacks. Let's talk about another talent that I've seen fluctuate a little bit in the draft. Mm -hmm. You actually have him falling to number 15 to the Patriots, Mac Jones. What do you need to see from his pro day to secure to you in your mind, Mel, that he is going to be that next system quarterback for Bill Belichick? Jay, nothing, because I won't watch it. Uh, I, I could care less. You know, I'm not, I, yes, I, 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 I love it, Mel. Yeah, I I, you know, pro days to me. If I, I'll give I'll give you some evidence to justify a rant about pro days. Okay. Okay. Jamarcus Russell, according to our Todd, Todd, Todd McShay, my good friend Todd, had the best pro day ever, right? Peyton Manning may have had the worst pro day ever. Bouncing passes, wobbly balls, GMs rolling her eyes. If it was Peyton Jones, not Peyton Manning, it'd be a third-round pick. I've heard all this garbage and nonsense for 43 years now. So I learned after all that to say, really, pro days? Teddy Bridgewater, should he wear a glove? Did he wear a glove? Should the glove import? Oh, What's going to happen with the glove? Oh, Did you hear about, remember all that yes. stuff with Teddy Bridgewater? He's turned out to be a pretty good quarterback, right? Not great, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot better than people thought when he said after the pro day, what's the deal here? So to me, guys, no. I don't think pro days 40 times vertical jumps. Tom Brady had a 5-2-4-40 and a 24 vertical. <laughs> he went in the late sixth round because of that. And people are saying now you can't win as a pocket guy. I heard people say, hey, as a defensive player, I'd much rather face the pocket guy than a dual threat. Would you rather face Tom Brady or Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, I, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, so to me, you know. I, I, I look at it and say, okay, are pocket guys dinosaurs? Was well, a 43-year-old Tom Brady a dinosaur? He just won a, a freaking Super Bowl. Hey, 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 hey Mel, you're, you're, you're a Ravens fan. How well, 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 well done, Mel. I got to get you more fired up when you come on this show. That's I, incredible. I, I was about to try. How was your Kyle, how was your Kyle Bowler breakdown? 
Kyle Bowler. I didn't like Kyle Bowler. I, that's what I got right. That's what I got right for it. I, I wasn't as high on Kyle Bowler as others were, uh, you know. But hey, you know they got Terrell Suggs that year. They went back in and got the quarterback. So they hit on Terrell Suggs. He sizzle. It didn't work out so well with Kyle Bowler. I was not high on Kyle Bowler. When I just, I just him, I, but that was just me. I just have one more surprise because I'm surprised. Quick, that, I'm, 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 I'm surprised that the Broncos aren't going to move up when you think about their skill players mm-hmm. with KJ Hamler, Judy um, Sutton, and Fant. You don't see them moving up to get a quarterback and move into the top five? Just got 10 seconds. That's a tough – I thought this. I thought they would go to get Stafford or try to get Deshaun Watson, but Drew Locke has some – shows some promise, and to get another young quarterback to me didn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Great stuff, Mel. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks so much. Love that hair, man. When is your head and shoulders endorsement coming? (laughs) (laughs) Much more on Mel's mock. Plus, Gonzaga or the field next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Pro Days, Uh, waste of time. Yeah, Mel.